Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. There's only one. There's only one pod in the Motor City that's keeping you up to date on everything Detroit sports. This is The Daily Ticket with your host, Jeff Rieger. Hey everybody, what's going on? Jeff Rieger, another episode of The Daily Ticket. This one for Friday the 13th, October 13th, 2023. Spooky, isn't it? I love Friday the 13th. And it's not just because I was born on a Friday the 13th. That would explain a lot, right? That's not true. I was actually born on Wednesday the 13th. But still, I've always had this love for Friday the 13th. I wish I had a hockey mask, like the Terry Sawchuck kind. That I could just put on right now. Who doesn't love Friday the 13th? Who didn't love that great movie? And all the movies that came after. Jason Voorhees, Camp Crystal Lake. Jason Voorhees. And we might do this one of these days as we get closer to Halloween. My power rankings of horror movie characters. Voorhees has got to be number one. There's no question about it. Michael Myers is up there. Chucky, Child's Play. Got to be up there. What about Freddy Krueger? How sweet. Fresh meat. Krueger was never believable. He always attacked you in your dreams, and he always had those cheesy one-liners. One, two, Freddy's after you. Three, four, better lock the door. Do you remember this? Five, six, get a crucifix. Seven, eight. I forget what that one was. Nine, ten, Freddy's back again. That is one thing that's missing, I feel, in today's society. Horror movies suck now. All the gore, all the blood, it just doesn't really affect me anymore. I don't even know if they make them like they used to. Maybe I'm just too old to notice. Like, remember the Texas Chainsaw Massacre back in the day? Leatherface? That was a scary dude. I remember that movie, Wrong Turn. People got stuck in the woods. They were chased by, I don't even know what they were. Scary movie. Now, I don't think they even make the scary movies. I could totally be wrong. Remember Saw? Saw 1 was awesome. Jigsaw? But then they had like Saw 15. Like every Halloween, they would bring out a new Saw, and it's bound to get crappy because you're making a new movie every year. Ah, yes. So happy Friday the 13th. Be careful out there, people. Scary. I'm going to maybe watch the trilogy. How many Friday the 13th are there? I remember one time he went to like space. I remember one time he took on Freddy Krueger. Yes. Kudos to you, Jason Voorhees. The original. Always wore that one-piece suit. Always had the hockey mask. Never used a gun. Always used a knife. And the great thing about Jason Voorhees was he was so slow, but he'd catch you anyway. And if you were doing something that you should not have been doing, Voorhees was going to make you pay for it. So this day's for you, Jason. Happy Friday the 13th, everybody. Let's get into it, shall we? I've talked way too long. I'm sorry. But I do have a fascination with horror movies. And I also, all my life, 
have a fascination with what I'm about to talk about. Because you could make the example that being a Lions fan your entire life has kind of been stuck in a Friday the 13th movie. I mean, think about it. It does feel like Jason Voorhees is SOL. SOL is probably scarier than Jason Voorhees because SOL was real. Voorhees is not. And just when, kind of like Voorhees, you were enjoying your life, just walking around, doing your thing, SOL and Jason Voorhees get you when you least expect it, right? But now things are different. I do not expect the Lions to lose in crazy ways. I do not expect the league to change NFL rules because the Lions made them and lost by the old rules. This team is so different. And we've already established this as we get ready to take on the Tampa Bay Bucks. Tampa's bringing back the creamsicles, the uniforms. I think that's a bad idea. But things are totally different now. Through five weeks, things are totally different. We did this at the start of the week. Remember commenter Trisha? She texted in or commented in saying, we got to stop talking about the past. It's time to focus on the future. I'm on board. I think a lot of people are on board. This is the best Lions team through five weeks that there's ever been. We've gone over these stats. You know it's true. So now that you know the Lions are good, and now that you trust in the Lions as you get ready for the Tampa Bay Bucks and Baker Mayfield at the Pirate Ship, I want to ask you a question. And I don't know if you'll be truthful with me, but I'm going to be truthful with you. I believe in honesty, people. I really do. I'm going to ask you a question, and please, comment section below, respond how you feel. Let me give you the preamble up to the question, because I did this topic on radio the other night. I'm so impressed with the Lions, like so impressed with the Lions. So I had a buddy call me up the other day, and he's like, Jeff, this team is so real. Lions got to make a move, maybe a small move at the deadline to bolster this team. Nothing that's going to screw over their future, but a small move to maybe make a run for a Super Bowl. He said Super Bowl. Then he immediately <clears throat> took it back. He's like, well, well I, I mean, maybe they can make a run so they can make a run and, you know, deep in the postseason. And he got a little flustered. And I'm like, dude, why not just say it? And he's like, you, you can't say Super Bowl in Detroit. And I'm like, I kind of feel you can now. Because he's right, by the way, for the longest time, we've all been through this, if you had the courage to utter the word Super Bowl to friends or family or just in public, people would think you're insane. Here's how it goes, and you know I'm right about this. If you've ever in the past said Lions and Super Bowl in the same sentence, you got laughed at. Somebody gave you their joker laugh. <laughs> you said the Lions and the Super Bowl. <laughs> right? Or you would laugh at yourself just so you didn't get laughed at. We've all thought about the Super Bowl, but nobody ever thought the Super Bowl was attainable. In Detroit, we never believed that game was for us. I fantasized, just like you have, what it would be like, what you would do the day leading up. Would you watch the game with people? Would you watch the game alone? How would you celebrate? Would there be a massive parade down? We've all thought this stuff. But we never believed that it would actually happen. Instead, <clears throat> I believe I would die before I saw the Lions in the Super Bowl. I often wondered if my child, she's seven, would see the Lions in the Super Bowl. 
And the answer is always no. The Super Bowl is just not meant for us. But don't you feel different now? Don't you feel different? And I'm curious now to the question. If you have found yourself not just thinking Super Bowl through five weeks, but maybe saying it out loud, saying it to another living human being, maybe not even a human, maybe you send it to your dog or your cat so they can't laugh at you. But have you had the courage to go up in a conversation and use Super Bowl or the big game and the Lions in the same sentence? Something you would never, ever think about doing. Have you done it? I have. I did it on the radio. I do it to a lot of people now. I think the Lions could go to the Super Bowl this year. And let me tell you why. Because if you're one of these people that still don't believe, if you're one of these people that would never utter the term Super Bowl to anybody because you're afraid of getting embarrassed, I can change your mind. This is the podcast for you. Don't be afraid anymore. Jason Voorhees is not behind you. At least, I don't think he is. He's not. SOL is not behind you either. This Lions football team is really good. And they could go to the Super Bowl. We already told you in a former podcast about DVOA. It's an efficiency stat that helps you figure out how a team's going to be. How a team's going to do in a season. Do you know that this is the best Lions team through five games? Their DVOA is 39%. Now, I don't exactly know what the percentage means, but I know 39% is a pretty damn good score. I found this ranking of Lions teams, believe it or not, through five games. And the second closest to this team was the 2014 team. They had sued. They had fairly. They had a really good run defense. They had Stafford. That team was only 14.8%. They started the first five games three and two. This team is double better than that. And it's true, by the way. Every team that we knew that was going to go to the postseason, we never thought they would do anything in the postseason because they've all been flawed. Didn't have a great defense, didn't have a great offense, it was a major injury. Whatever the case was, we always knew it was a fluke. It was fraudulent. So even if we wanted to say they could win a couple and go to the big game, we knew it wasn't going to happen. Now it could happen. And let me tell you why. Because A, they're good, as I just illustrated, and B, it's possible to get the top seed in the NFC. The way I see it, for the Lions to actually go to the Super Bowl, if you want to live this fantasy with me, and I don't even know if it's a fantasy. It could be reality on Friday the 13th. If you want to live it with me, let's talk through it very quickly. The way I see it is the Lions got to get the top seed. If you get the top seed in the NFC, you get the first round by, meaning you're automatically one game away from the NFC title game, and you get home field advantage throughout the playoffs. They can't take it away from you unless you lose. Okay? But I know what you're thinking. You're worried about San Francisco. You're worried about the Eagles. Those two teams in the NFC are both 5-0. and The Lions are 4-1. and Then you're looking at some teams that are right behind the Lions, like the Bucks are 3-1, and the Seahawks are in the mix, Dallas is in the mix as well, right? Everybody in Detroit says the same thing. Lions are good, but they're not Niners good. Everybody in Detroit has decided that the Niners are the cream of the crop in the conference. I don't know if I believe that. Like, the Niners people are very similar to the Lions. 
They both have a very efficient quarterback. You can make the case that the Lions have a better QB. Jared Goff has a better PFF ranking than Brock Purdy. Not to mention Jared Goff is the best quarterback through five weeks, according to Pro Football Focus. But both good quarterbacks. They both have very creative offensive play callers. They both have great tight ends from Iowa. Laporta, three in the PFF rankings. Kittle is two in the PFF rankings. They both have top three pick defensive linemen from the Big Ten that murder quarterbacks. And they both have great offensive line. You can make the case that the Eagles, if you want to bring them into the mix, have the best offensive line. The Lions are two, and then the Niners are three or four or five. But you probably still don't believe me. You think the Niners are just that good, right? You think the Niners are just better. I mean, that's how people think. I'm here to tell you it's not reality. There's so many reasons that the Lions could have a better record than the Niners when it's all said and done. Let me throw a couple at you. See if I can convince you. First of all, people will say the Lions haven't played anybody, right? The Lions are 4-1. and one. They played the Chiefs at Arrowhead. But yes, we know they were missing Kelsey and Greg Jones, or Chris Jones, rather. Mike Tirico called it an asterisk. Lions still won the game, whatever. Then the Lions lost to Seattle. Then the Lions beat the Falcons, bad football team. The Lions then beat the Packers at Lambeau. They seem like a bad football team. And then the Lions beat Carolina, maybe the worst football team in the game. So people are like, oh, big deal. You haven't proven anything. Well, neither have the Niners. Have you looked at the Niners' schedule? Yeah, they beat the Cowboys on Sunday Night Football. Trashed them. Other games? The Rams, close game, the Steelers, the Giants, and the Cardinals. Those were the teams that the Niners beat. It's not like a murderer's row by any means. Then let me take it a step further, shall I? Because everybody talks about, oh my goodness, the offense for the Niners, the offense for San Francisco, it's so much better. They have so many more weapons. They have Debo Samuel. They have Christian McCaffrey. What are the Lions, chop liver? I looked this up. Do you have any idea how many offensive touchdowns the Niners have? I'll give it to you, 20. The Lions have 19, one less. San Francisco averages 402.6 yards per game. The Lions, 15 yards left, or less rather. I mean, these teams are super close. But I know what you're thinking. Niners are still better in your mind. You cannot get past the fact that San Francisco, who's gone to the postseason, who in their last 15 regular season games haven't lost a regular season game, you refuse to believe that anybody in the NFC is better than San Francisco. And maybe you're right. But let me attack you with something else. Jason Voorhees style. And see if I can convince you this way. Because I think the Lions and the Niners are pretty comparable. I think the Lions and the Eagles are pretty comparable. I know the Lions have one loss and both those teams are undefeated. Do you know, and I just saw this today, do you know that the Lions have the second most explosive plays in football? The Niners are third. The Eagles are 13th. 
Of course, Miami's number one. San Francisco has more runs for over 10 yards than the Lions do. They have 21. The Lions have 17. The Lions have more receptions over 20 yards than the Niners do. Lions have 23. San Francisco has 18. In fact, the Lions have the most 20-yard-plus pass plays in football with 23. They're good, people. They're good. But I know you're still not buying it. You're still not buying that they can get the number one seed and get all the way to the Super Bowl because they got the number one seed. Well, I got the clincher. I have the great equalizer, and this will convince you. Strength of schedule. Yes, we're doing this after five weeks. If you look at strength of schedule for the remaining 12 weeks of the season, the Eagles are ninth. That's tough. San Francisco is 10th. That's tough. The Lions, 31st. The Lions have a cake schedule moving forward. I looked at Philly's schedule. It's ridiculous. Starting in a couple weeks, they have a seven-week gauntlet. Listen to these teams that they play. You're telling me they're not going to come away with a couple losses at least? Starting in a couple weeks, they play the Dolphins at home. They go to Washington. They take on the Cowboys. They go to the Chiefs. They host the Bills. They host the Niners. Then they go to Dallas. Then they go to Seattle. Seven-game gauntlet. They could lose three of them. Advantage the Lions. But what about the Niners? Niners go through their own six-game gauntlet. This starts in a couple weeks as well. They host the Bengals. And I know the Bengals haven't been that impressive, but they're always a threat. They go to Jacksonville. They host the Bucs. They go to Seattle. They go to Philly. They host the Seahawks. Now, Philly and San Francisco play each other once in the next seven weeks. So one of those teams obviously are going to lose, unless they tie. But one of those teams more than likely are going to lose, and you'll be tied with that team that happens to lose. What I'm saying is, Philly's got a tough schedule moving forward. The Niners have a tough schedule moving forward. And then you look at the Lions. Good team. We've already established this. Should continue to win. We all agree on this. You can make the case that the Lions' toughest part of their schedule starts this weekend. And it's not that tough. They go to Tampa Bay, who a lot of people don't believe is real. They might not have Mike Evans. Are you afraid of Baker Mayfield? They're wearing the creamsicles for crying out loud. But they go to Tampa Bay, then they go to Baltimore, then they come back home, take on the Raiders on Monday Night Football. They get the bye week. They'll beat the bye week this year. Years past, we weren't always sure that they would beat the bye. And then they finish it up with going to San Diego or make that Los Angeles to take on the Chargers. I've always still want to call them San Diego. After that four-game stretch for the Lions, they play the Bears twice. They play the Vikings twice. They play the Packers on Turkey Day at home, a team they beat four times in a row already. I mean, come on. Yes, there's a game mixed in after the four-game stretch where they got to play the Cowboys. That's it. So I'm here to tell you that because of strength of schedule, because the Lions are just as good as the Niners and the Eagles 
I think the Lions could get the number one seed in the NFC. And if they get the number one seed in the NFC, there's no reason that they couldn't take down either Philly or San Francisco in the NFC title game because they're coming to Ford Field. Are you with me? It's a Friday. Let's have some fun. I just hope the Lions don't lose on Sunday because I'll look like a moron. Are you with me? If you haven't already, over the weekend, will you utter the phrase to a living person? Can't be dead. The Lions can make the Super Bowl. And you're not going to get laughed at because the person you say it to believes it as well. What do you think? Comment section below. Did I sell you? I think I did. I want to point out, too, a crazy stat that I just read this morning. How good has Josh Reynolds been? He's been outstanding for Detroit, the receiver. Do you know every catch he's made this season has been for a touchdown or a first down? Isn't that wild? That's insane. I just thought that was interesting. So, comment section below, rate, review, the daily ticket. Download as well, if you'd be so kind. I really would appreciate it. Have you got gutsy yet? Have you got courageous? Have you used Super Bowl and the Lions in the same sentence? And how'd it go for you? If you haven't, are you going to try it? Did I convince you that the Lions could go to the Super Bowl because they could get the NFC top seed and the playoffs could go through downtown Detroit? People, this team is real. We've never seen anything like it. Do not act like you used to act. Start acting like you actually have a good football team to watch. And with that comes proclamations. The Lions could make it to the Super Bowl. Have you said it to somebody? If you haven't, try it out. Maybe say it in the mirror first. Say it in the mirror, looking back at you. Get comfortable with it. It's a big step, I know. And let me know how the experience went. Thank you. Enjoy the weekend, everybody. How about some quick comments before we go? Comment section. You people are always nice enough to leave the comments. And I love reading them. I love interacting with them. I love responding to them. Since it is Friday the 13th. Let's make the comment section just a little scary. Okay? I have scary. This comment is, Jeff. How about your boy Nick Castellanos in the Phillies? Now, I'm just going to be truthful with you. This is being filmed and recorded on Thursday before the Phillies play against the Braves in game, what is it, four. But on Wednesday night, Castellanos was amazing. Two homers. Bryce Harper had two homers as well. Castellanos is amazing. And I still wish the Lions and Tigers never traded him away. But I'm ready to move on. I really am. I'm ready to move on. But... You know what I got to thinking when I was watching that game on Wednesday night? I was doing the radio show as well. Why the hell did the Tigers ever get rid of Dave Dombrowski? Like, if you could go back in time and change one decision that was made over the last 15 years, because it's been a rough 15 years for Detroit sports, there's so many different decisions you could nominate that you would change. Like, you wouldn't trade away Justin Verlander. You wouldn't trade away Isak Paredes, you know. You wouldn't give Matt Patricia and Bob Quinn that extra year. There's all kinds of decisions you could reverse. I think the biggest one for me would be, 
I would have never got rid of Dave Dombrowski. I know Mike Gillich thought Dave wasn't being loyal. I know Dave maybe possibly was looking for another gig. I don't care. He's won everywhere he's been. He won a World Series with Florida. Almost won a World Series with the Tigers. Went to Boston and won a World Series. Got fired with the Philly. Went to the World Series last year and could be on his way back to the World Series this year. My God. If I had it all over to do again, and it's not my decision to begin with, but why did the Tigers ever get rid of Dave Dombrowski? You can comment yourself. If I give you that do-over, what would you choose? Let's get to the bad comment. This comes from Fred underscore Meyer. No relation to Michael Meyer, apparently. Says, Rieger, stop with the JMO crap already. He's going to ball out this weekend. You're going to be eating your words. I stick up for JMO. Stop bashing him. Well, Fred Meyer, I didn't bash him. Go watch the podcast from a couple days ago. I stuck up for JMO. There's two camps in Detroit. There's the people that think he's a bust, and there's the people that trust. Get it? It rhymes, bust, and trust. I'm in the trust category. I'm going to give him more time. It's not off to a great start, but he's got 12 weeks remaining this season. Ben Johnson, the OC, just came out the other day and said, listen, I like where JMO's at. I like that he's blocking the way he is. I like that he's involved in the offense. And we're going to do our best to get him and Goff on the same page and start getting him some footballs that he can catch. I haven't given up on JMO. How dare you? But have you? I don't think so. A lot of people have, though, believe it or not. Jamo's very polarizing. Detroit loves to talk Jamison Williams. So he's got another chance on Sunday against the Bucks in Tampa at the Pirate Ship. I have a feeling Jamo gets a touchdown. In fact, I'm going to go on my gambling app right now. Anytime touchdown for Jamison Williams. I wonder what it is. Plus 400, maybe? I'm going to do that. Anyway, comment section below. Have you thought or dare I say, uttered the word Super Bowl to a living person and say the Lions could be there. In Vegas, mind you, that's where it would be. I know people that, believe it or not, have already started looking into hotel rooms in Vegas in February. Hmm. That would be remarkable. So maybe a podcast in the future will talk about if the Lions could actually win the Super Bowl. But baby steps, people, baby steps. Enjoy your weekend, the daily ticket, Ton of football again, and we'll catch you on Monday. It's been a pleasure. Happy 4th of July, or 4th of July. Happy Friday the 13th. You know, I, I just want to tell you something real quick, and then I got to go. But my, my daughter, she's seven, and we're, we're talking about Friday the 13th, a truly scary day. And the entire time I'm recording this podcast that's in my house, I'm looking at this. Let me just, you want to see scary? That's scary, isn't it? I think it opens its eyes. Maybe it does. That whole time, this thing's looking at me. Yeah. Anyway. Enjoy the weekend, everybody. We'll catch you next time on The Daily Ticket. Be safe out there. Bye-bye.